All right, welcome to episode 14 of the At-Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news, as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez, along with Miles Porter. How are we doing today, Miles? Doing good. Doing good. Happy to be back on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. We missed you last week. You were you were uh, suffering. You know, you were you, you weren't you were not, you know, you were sadly in Mexico. You know, uh, <laughs> I was having a tough time. You know, it was, uh, we, I got through it. Oh, my gosh. Tequila, margaritas, pina coladas. I just saw it. Oh, just the beach. I don't know how I did it, but I got through it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, man, I, I don't, man, I don't know how Miles is doing. You know, I see v- videos of palm trees and, you know, and clubs in Mexico. I'm like, I'm, I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I made it, guys. I'm okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, it's July, basically our July 4th episode, right? And so I um, hope everyone enjoyed their their uh, their weekend. And, uh, and I know Miles enjoyed his weekend, too, his first uh, weekend back with the Milwaukee Jaguars with, uh, with the home run. But tell us all about it, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we had two great wins this weekend. First game was against uh, the Kingfish in Kenosha, a uh, team that we that I've played a lot uh, in the past three years. Um, and then we beat the Burlington Barons on Sunday. Um, yeah, I caught I caught I caught a barrel. I caught a barrel on uh, on Friday. It felt it felt good. And this is a very good pitcher. He actually struck me out the first at bat. Um, but the way I the way I operate kind of is like a is a, is a ball player who, who loves to hit. Um, one of the things that I do is I, I, like, I like to try to learn as quickly as possible. Um, so what I think the big mistake I made in my first at bat against him was I kind of let the count get a little bit too deep, um, kind of swinging at his pitches and, you know, maybe even a few pitches I took in that first at bat, I, I probably could have barreled up as well, but I was being a little bit too patient um so you know for me as a hitter I'm always trying to make an adjustment and then you know when it came to that second at bat I was all over that first pitch I knew exactly what to expect um and I sent it I sent it over the wall I think I think like I don't know they had like some people doing so I, I don't know if I if I had to guess the the, the exit velo somewhere in the 90s it, it's not me bragging or anything but I caught I caught a good barrel I caught a good barrel there and so uh that felt good and then had another you know RBI, two RBI single after that, and then we ended up, you know, taking it home from there. Before that, we were we were struggling pretty heavy. Struck us out like eight times before that, and we were we were really having a tough time. And then, uh, you know, it is all it takes is one. All it takes is one, and you know, I'm uh, hopefully I, you know, I got us going that day. It looks like it looks like I was one of the reasons, but you know, offensively after that we broke out, so it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty badass. Like I, like when that happens, like. Like when your your team is like, and I feel like I see we see that a lot in like I mean it happens it happens in baseball all the time, but in specifically like in the playoffs, I feel like that always happens where like an ace is going off and just like yeah you know striking out so many dudes and then it, it literally just takes like a base hit and then like a boop and a blast like they say and exactly yeah. boom yeah but it's yeah. bad yeah it's badass no man I mean and you know I, I would definitely be bragging bro if I had a home run I never hit one before so. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, I don't even pimp it. I know it's gone, but I run like, like I don't know it. I, and that goes back to like literally, like, like Coach yelling at me, Miles, run! <laughs> so every time, every time, like I know I got one. I never, I never, I've never admired a single home run that I've ever hit. So I always, I always, I hit it, then I put my head down, and I just go. But and, yeah. and that's good. You don't want, you don't want to get stuck. Like if, 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 if like you don't want to get stuck watching one, and then yeah. it, it ends yeah. up being a single. 
instead of like a double or <laughs> like it hits off the wall or something. Look, I'll bench myself at that point. I'll be like, you know, coach, I'll just don't worry. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Uh, yeah. runner. <laughs> leave me out of this one. Leave me out of this one. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's your guys' record right now? And so far, right now. Oh, uh, right now in league play, I think we are a few games above five hundred. Uh, doing pretty well. I know we're we're in first, we're in third place right now. We're half a game out of first. Uh, tied with the team above us in second. Um, they're doing good. We're at the halfway point, kind of. Uh, our season ends late August. is a very long season, but I got no problem with that. Um, we're doing well. We're doing really well, especially with the you know two games this weekend. When I was gone, we had lost three games, and for us to win these two games, it's been it's really good for us momentum wise. And you know, we're back at it on Wednesday, and then Saturday, Sunday, we're gonna keep going. Hell yeah! Let's go, Milwaukee Jaguars. Keep it going. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. We'll shift over now to uh, Chicago baseball. Now we'll start off with the White Sox. Plenty to talk about there uh, for their week. They're uh, 38 and 40. Uh, they lost the series against the um, the Angels last week or uh, last, last, a week from from uh, Wednesday. And now, like this was another series that, um, you know, they should have had um, with the way the they were playing going into that. You know, I, just, I thought they had some momentum regardless of what happened. But um yeah they they uh they then after that they went on to sweep sweep the uh wild card contending giants which i thought was a good you know bounce back <clears throat> Dang, excuse me but yeah talking about that uh angel series uh yeah the angels like are, are we've talked about it all season like you know they started off well and then have fallen off and now it's like i mean i don't know what's gonna happen now it's just they've been inconsistent but they were able to get uh, two games out of three on that one. Uh, Cueto does it again. Uh, you know he he in that the only win the Sox got in that Angel series. Um, as we talked about in, in the last show that you weren't here, uh, Miles is like just how much of a savior Cueto's been to the Sox. Like just like you know been able to kind of be like kind of be like they're almost like their their stopper, one of their stoppers because I know like Cease has been like one of those guys too. Um, but yeah, in that in that lone win against the uh, Angels uh Cueto was able to uh you know hold the the Angels offense at bay um yeah like what and you know since you weren't here last week what do you think about like Cueto what Cueto has done overall for the for the Sox and um and even though they didn't win the series I mean it's still good to see another Cueto good Cueto start and uh for the Sox to at least salvage a game in that series yeah I, I you know I've always I know, I know we kind of touched on this a few weeks ago as well, but I just, I just feel like Cueto just fits this White Sox team. He fits that culture. Uh, he really brings the energy. And I think, I think in his, in, in his own way, he's kind of been a leader. He's kind of been a leader for this team. Um, he, and, and when he's going out there, when he's pitching, he's, he's pitching his butt off. He's pitching his heart out. Um, and clearly he's very, very comfortable in a White Sox uniform, which I think, I think is great. I think it's great for the White Sox. I think, you know, it's something that they kind of, that they really need. He had, and he has been a savior for them. He has been, I don't know if certain leadership within this organization has been very helpful the past, the past uh, couple of months. Um, but for him to be brought to this ball club and, really take advantage of this opportunity and in the, in the, the later half the, the back end of his career uh, to have the success he has is this speaks volumes of the kind of person he is. So he's very fitting and extremely fitting for this White Sox ball club. And you can tell he's just very comfortable, like I said earlier, and it's just, it just, you know, this is kind of, it's kind of been a perfect storm. So I, 
I could not be more happy that Cueto's on the White Sox and the success that he's been having. I hope he continues to have it because the White Sox absolutely need him. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's one of the things also we touched on last week is the fact that, you know, how he, how he looks, you know, in a, in a healthy White Sox rotation. Cause I think it's, I think it's yeah. key. I think it's important to look yeah. at that. Um, once everyone is like, you know, fully and, and they're basically there. I mean, they're getting there. They got Lance Lynn, um, who looked really good in, the, in his start against the Giants. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then uh, in that third game of the series, the uh, the rubber match, uh, it was Otani versus, versus Kopech. So it was a really good matchup. But Otani, who's just, man, he's been killing it the past couple months. In April, he didn't look like himself. But in, you know, these last couple, these last couple months, he has been, you know, on a tear on both the mound and um, at the plate. So he looks like he's trying to get his second straight MVP. Uh, so the Sox lose that series. Um, after Otani K's 11, um, they go over to San Francisco. And this was an interesting series going into this one. I mean, I was I, I really wanted to see how the Sox play, fared against, you know, uh, this Giants team who, you know, they haven't they're not they're not as good as last year, um, but they're still a team that's contending for a wild card spot in the National League. So um, I was going to see, you know, I was really um, interested in seeing how the Sox um, were able to um, adapt to playing in San Francisco because they barely play there. Um, so, and they, I mean, they did that and more cause they swept the giants three games to nothing. Um, and in game one, it was the, that start I said uh, before that Lance Lynn, uh, had his, for his first great start, uh, six shutout innings, uh, and he outdueled uh, Alex Cobb. Uh, they both, uh, uh, you know, had like five shutout innings. Um, and, uh, Larry Garcia had that game winning win or excuse me, game winning RBI, uh, hit in the ninth inning. Uh, and in, then in game two, Dylan Cease gave up a run in uh, five innings, uh, which was actually the amount of earned runs he gave up in uh, in June combined. Um, so he uh, he and the Sox went five to three. Uh, Gavin Sheets drove in two runs, and he's been I mean he's been good too coming back. I mean when they sent him down to Triple A, I'm sure that was a tough blow for him. But I mean he'd been struggling, so it's good to see him come back. He actually uh, he's. Uh, boosted his OPS 50 points since coming back um, in uh, late June. Uh, then on Sunday, the Sox completed the sweep with a blowout 13-4 to win. Giolito looked more like himself. You know, he went six innings, allowing one run and striking out seven. Sox had 17 hits. Um, they, uh, six of those were split amongst the aforementioned uh, Larry Garcia and catcher Sevi Savala. Uh, Robert Abreu, Harrison, and Vaughn each had two hits, um, so everyone had a hit. I'm surprised LaRusso didn't have it hit in that one. Uh, White Sox um, now come home uh, to start a 15 straight uh, or a stretch of 15 straight against AL Central foes. Before we get into that one, because that's, that's going to be interesting, um, uh, the Sox, the, the way they looked against the Giants, against uh, Yerman Mercedes and the, and the, and the Giants, uh, what did you think about that? And uh, what does it mean, I guess, for the momentum? At least going into this week, I know they played. They've already played the first game against the, the Twins on Monday, and yep. they lost in extra innings. We'll, we'll talk about that for sure. But like, <laughs> what what do you think about uh, uh, the Sox and and them taking down the Giants? That's big. Um, you know, it just it just shows. It it just really shows how good this team is when you know they're when when they're clicking on all cylinders. The the White Sox they they haven't they haven't been struggling this year because of of their talent, at least in my opinion. I think that this is an extremely talented team that should be beating teams as talented as the Giants 
or, or should be beating teams as talented as the Angels. Now that that sweep for the Giants is huge, and you know it's unfortunate series loss to, to the Angels, but you know what? There, there's a lot. There's a lot of good to look at. Um, I think I think with with the White Sox, I, I really I really um, have always hoped that this looking at them play the season that they kind of realize more and more how good they are because I don't think they've been playing up to how talented they are. Um, and, you know, in, in my, in my humble opinion, I believe the White Sox should be in first place right now. There's, there, there should, they, they should be one of the best teams in the American league. Um, so, you know, coming off of beating a, in my opinion, a, a very talented giants ball club that is also in a very, very competitive division, as we all know, um, that says enough. That says enough. And then for them to, for them to, to blow them out. Um, it's, just, it's just like, you know, you, 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 you gotta love, you gotta love seeing everything click on all cylinders. And, you know, it, I am, I am hoping for the White Sox that, you know, with more, with more of the, the big games, more of the, the, the harder teams that are coming up, you know, keep that same approach, keep that same approach that, that you had against the Giants, that series, uh, not easy, not easy playing that team. There's there's many moving parts when it comes to the Giants, um, but you know for the for the, for the White Sox to sweep them and you know to 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 not just sweep them but kind of blow them out the water, um, I think that says enough. This is this is what the White Sox should be doing, you know, almost every single series. I and mean, you're not going to win every single game, but the, the the White Sox are a very very talented ball club. That just haven't played up to their talent this year. So, you know, I think I think for White Sox fans who are a little bit um, you know, distraught about everything going on, look at series like that and know that your team is more than capable of, you know, taking down pretty much any team. Um, so you know, I'm hoping, hoping they they, you know, they they build off of that momentum. I know, you know, the game after was a little bit uh, a little bit different, but it's just one game after that. Um, so you know, I still have a lot of confidence in the White Sox, especially after big series wins like that. So, yeah, yeah and, and and even playing off that, I mean, that <laughs> you know, the the what's what's upcoming for the Sox is literally a gauntlet of like AL Central games. Like they got you know two more against the Twins, four against the Tigers, four against Cleveland, then four against Minnesota to end the the first half. Like this upcoming stretch, that's a tough stretch. It's that's, yeah, that's... yeah. Like, <laughs> like it, I know, I know it's just the first half, but we're getting close to the second half. We're just as close to the second half. Like, yeah. Like, is it is it too far? Is it too uh, still? I mean, I, I don't know if it's like necessarily too early, but is it too soon to like just be like, is this a make or break part of the sock season? Oh no, not at all. I, I think I think uh, a lot of a lot of. Uh this, you know, these games coming up, it, 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 it is kind of going to, you know, define them a little bit going forward. These are, this is your, this is your division. These are, these are games you have to win. There, there is no other way around it. Um, like I said, they're more than capable of doing it. They're more than talented enough of beating these teams, but also you kind of got to realize, Hey, you know, we're, we are, we are, we are in July. It's, it, uh, as we're recording, this is July 5th. The all-star game is, is on the 19th it's in a couple of weeks from today so th there has to start to be somewhat of a sense of urgency like okay hey um let's turn this thing on like let's turn it on let's start to get this get this uh momentum going a little bit more let's take care of business against our division 
Um, Cause that is what they can control. They can control, you know, how they play, they can control their effort. They can control all that. Um, and, you know, it's just focusing on, focusing on those little things. When you're, when you're playing against your rivals in, in any sport and you're at the halfway point, there, there's this sense of like, okay, Hey, let's ramp it up a little bit, you know, put some pressure on these other teams and get some momentum going for ourselves. So, you know, it, it is, it is, there is that, you know, that sense of urgency that I hope starts to click in, but baseball is a very long season. We're not, we're not even in August or September yet, which is also two very long months of baseball. Um, so, you know, they, they still have time, but there is start, we are going to start to, we're starting to get to the point where it's like, Hey, let's, let's get something going here because I just don't want the White Sox to be in a situation where they start to turn it on in September, but they've already kind of dug themselves mm -hmm. a hole. So now they have to exude all their energy to making the playoffs or getting a wild card spot. Um, and other teams are pretty much coasting along. I don't want the White Sox to kind of have like a last minute run. My whole thing is like start the run right now to make September a little bit less pressure for you guys. Yeah. And it's like, that is true. Like it would be, it would be pretty unfortunate for the Sox to get on a stretch on a good stretch. And it's like a little too late, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I mean, man, I mean, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm always optimistic. I'm still like, still think they'll be able to make a run, especially when they're health, fully healthy and, Absolutely. you know, taking on the rest of the division, because when you take on their division, it's a weak division. So yeah. uh, as you know, still, regardless of what's going on, I think, I think the guardians are going to make a move, which, which is going to be a big deal for them. That'll, that'll help them. But I mean, still the twins have, you know, have a grip on the, on the central, you know, they have a three and a half game lead on the guardians and a five, yeah. five and a half on, on the socks. So, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still. I feel like they almost any NL, any AL Central team kind of controls their their fate. But yeah, this stretch is going to be huge, and a, a lot a lot of teams or a lot of uh, people, I should say, still uh, don't see the Sox, you know, coming back from that just because of how right. how um, how good the a AL is. I mean, yeah, yeah. you look at the the AL East, and it's still there's it's still in kind of like. Um, in motion and the Rays are still in playoff contention and they're in fourth. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough for, um, uh, for, you know, the central and the West to even get, you know, a couple playoff teams in there, you know, let alone like three, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Sox have the pieces and, you know, to put it all together. The one thing though, that we, you know, we haven't talked about that we, that we are going to cover now is, uh, so they played the first game of the Twins series on Monday on July 4th. Um, and they ended up losing that one. Uh, Byron Buxton starred in that one. I mean, he had a he hit a bomb. And then he also just contributed um, to uh, their triple play in the seventh inning. Now, um, it was, I mean, it was hard to watch watching that that clip again. And I, and I, I was watching it right now, too, again. It's like, yeah, Byron Buxton caught it. He catches it and on the warning track throws it back. You know, I see uh, Urshela gather it, then tag Mankata, and uh, and then they th throw over to first uh, to uh, double up uh, the Sox and have a triple play. I mean, that's uh, and oh, and then uh, we talked about it before the the show. I told you about like that's the first barrel ever uh, to be uh, to result in a triple play. And I want to get your perspective on this as a player. What went wrong there? 
and what uh, what could those of those base runners uh, have done better? Yeah. So in situations like that, it kind of you know these are like it's interesting because we we go over these things in like high school, and as I'm talking to you about it, I'm watching it again as well. Um, from the, initially, it looked like they were they were watching Buxton kind of cruise back, and then assumed that he wasn't going to catch the ball. So one of the big things is as as you know as a runner you have to you still have to look um you still have to make sure that the you know either that either the outfielder has caught the ball or either the ball touched the ground you can never just put your head down and assume you can't do that um so it's also on the first base coach and the third base coach to kind of you know communicate to you if if some coaches don't want you looking back some coaches just want you tagging up and looking at the first or third base coach or most of the third base coach to let you know, hey, let's go. Come on. He didn't catch it or they or they gave you the sign. It was like, hey, tag up. Now come over here. It, it looks, you know, I didn't really see the, the perspective of the first and third base coaches during that play. Um, but as a runner, you can never assume. You, you, you cannot just put your head down and go. And that there has to be some sort of, you know, confirmation, whether it's from the, the – you know, the coaches or whoever, hey, he caught it, hey, he dropped it. But don't ever just put your head down and, and go because that's what happened. It seems that no one can tell me that uh, that Mokado saw, saw Buxton, you know, either either catch the ball or drop it. He put his head down and he took off. You know, it, players make that mistake. I've made that mistake in the past. It, it happens. But you can never just take off because – that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen at, at the high school level, the college level. And we all darn know for sure it's going to happen at the pro level. So it's just know your outfielders, make sure you're checking your outfielders where they are under, understand the arms, understand who has the best, who has the, you know, makes the best route to the ball. Who is, who, um, you know, who, who's quick, who's slow. You have to know these things, never just put your head down and go because you're going to get doubled off, or in the White Sox case, you'll get tripled off. Um, so for both runners to make this mistake, that's what's a little bit more concerning to me, because they both did the same thing. Now, one of them does that, that's different. But for them both to be like, oh, okay, here I go, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take off. It's even worse for the runner on first, because you're, you have that angle, you're looking out. The runner on second technically has his back turned to that play. But as, as a runner on first, there's no reason that that should happen. There's no reason. Um, and that and that's not like a like a like a diss the runner or anything. It's just, this is this is just generally speaking. You have the angle of what's happening out there. So for, if, if that was me, I would either be halfway between second and first, or I'm just tagging up in general and I'm hoping that Buxton makes a crazy throw to third, and that's when I would advance from first to second on that. So there's a lot to there's a lot to really take away from that, but I think the main thing with with that is just don't assume. As a runner, don't assume. Um, first and third base coach, you got to be better at communicating some of these things to them. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think this will happen again. And yeah, kids who are watching, any young player who are, who who's watching, there's a lesson for you right there. There you go, lesson learned right there. Always watch the ball. Always know where the ball is. Always. That goes from Little League all the way up to Pro Bowl. So there I go being Coach Miles. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they, need, hey, they need it, man. The Sox, the Sox definitely 
definitely need that. I mean, see, yeah. it's like it. The thing is, is like that to, for that to happen. I mean, that, yeah, that's a, that's a really uh, unfortunate play there, but but just the fact that it happened in the Sox in the way that it happened against the Twins, it really just sums up their season as of right now. It's just man, it's uh, a tough go around in, in general, and and that's just like what you know. The Sox have had a lot of um, low lights, uh, I guess you could say. It's, so that's just another one to add to the list. Um, so um, hopefully they're able to bounce back. I mean, they, they, like, you know, we talked about this being a very crucial part of their season, and it will be. Um, but they have a chance to bounce back. They have uh, plenty of games now to go. I mean, it's just the first one. Um, that one being lost next extra innings could have gone either way, of course. Um, they ended up losing that 6-3. to three. Uh, they play again, uh, again on July fifth, Tuesday, as we're recording this at seven ten. Um, so hopefully they're able to uh, get a win. Uh, and on the injury side of things, Liam Hendricks and Adam Engel come back, so that's good for the Sox. Have have uh, the speed of Engel and also Hendricks, who was doing really well before he went down. Um, so uh, hopefully they're able to help the Sox there. Uh, we'll shift over now to the Cubs, uh, thirty-two and forty-eight Cubs. They had a series win against the uh, the Reds. They actually had, they had a good week, man. One of the one of the better weeks I think of the season. Uh, they had a, a series win against the Reds and a series win against the Red Sox. Um, two games out of three for both of those series. Um, they somehow move up in the standings. They're kind of in the, a little like uh, battle for third <laughs> place between the them and the Pirates. Um, yeah. They're kind of yeah. shifting back and forth there. Um, but yeah, in, the, in that red series, uh, it was cool to see, uh, um, Luis Castillo, you know, I feel like he's always injured. I feel like we barely see him when, you know, on the reds, uh, yes, but he yes. was able, yeah, he was able to outduel uh, Keegan Thompson, uh, in game one, but the Cubs ended up coming back to steal the next two. Uh, it was cool also to see the Cubs get on Hunter green, um, yep. who, you know, he hasn't, hasn't, hasn't had, uh, or hasn't had the best um, season up to this point, but I mean he's he's learning and he's gonna I think he's gonna be you know one of the best pitchers in baseball Absolutely. in the next few years. Um, so they were able to get to that rookie flamethrower. Uh, Justin Steele bounces back uh, with a five inning one run performance. Yeah, uh, that's another thing I, I wanted to talk about too. I wanted to touch on a little bit is uh, it's kind of cool like the, like you know when you're able to bounce back and it kind of plays into like what you said with the you know with the home run like the fact that like you kind of like. Uh, after striking out, you were, you know, you were able to bounce back, uh, like for, for a pitcher, I'm sure it's, it's different, but yeah, yeah. what do you see in, in Justin Steele? And, and like, he's, he's had a couple starts where he's given up five more than like, you know, five or four or five runs, mm-hmm. but then he's able to come back for the next start. And then, you know, go six, seven innings, you know, of a shutout or one, one run ball. Like, yeah. what do you think that says for a pitcher? And what does, what does that do for your confidence there? Oh my gosh! I, I know, I know it does everything because you, this is your stuff. You're, every 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 pitcher who goes out there is trying to give their best performance and give their best stuff. I think what I noticed a lot uh, with Justin Steele is that he's just locating the ball better. He's not really leaving the ball in the middle of the plate, uh, especially with his last with his last start. I like how he like buries his pitches, his breaking pitches, kind of low. And as a lefty, as a lefty, he he does kind of remind me of John Lester with like less like. A, a later, a later half, John Lester. That's who he reminds me of a lot. So, just, just you know, with, with him locating the ball very well and not and not missing up, not missing in the middle, um, it, he, he should be having success every single start because he has really good stuff. So, that's really good for him. And you know, 
I just want to see him continue to to build off that. I think it's great. Speaking of Lester, for John Lester to, to speak with him, I think that has had a very big impact because I think he's been very solid since one or two starts here or there that is, you know, has been a, bit, a little bit rocky for him. But I'm, I'm noticing there's some similarities going on. So that conversation must have done a lot for him. So, you know, I, I just I like how he how he works up and down and the Bears is breaking pitches low. I think it's good for him. And I think, you know, if he continues to do that, he there's some there's some great success ahead of him. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, that's true. Yeah. The fact that he got some advice from Lester. And yeah, they, they do kind of remind like the kind of grit, you know, they like they kind of, uh, um, you know, remind me of each other in that in that aspect for sure. Um, after that, that, uh, that game with steel, uh, the Cubs also, uh, had, uh, Kyle Hendricks, uh, have another great start, six innings, allowing two runs. So it's good to see him. Um, it's another guy that, you know, the Cubs might move. So it's good to see his, uh, his, I guess his trade stock rise. Um, the Cubs, the Cubs hit three home runs or excuse me, uh, uh, Patrick wisdom hit a grand slam in that game. He had three home runs in the last week. He now has 17, um, you know, that's one of those guys that you know. I'm trying. I'm honestly trying to like campaign for him to to be in the home run derby. Honestly, at this point, because yeah. I, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's just, uh, um, you know, he's he's. Really, I think he's a really fun guy, and I think that he can um, also just mash. So um, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully uh, the Cubs can can get him uh, into the home run derby. He said that. I think they asked him about it, and he said that if they call, he'll answer. And I think he's down to do it. So Sweet. you know, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they, uh, ended up playing the Red Sox also, and, um, it was another great series win. I mean, this is another, another great series win against a potential postseason club right here. It's like, um, the Cubs have actually played, I feel like when they play, regardless of the record, uh, when they play against, uh, competitive teams, I feel like they're able to put their best foot forward regardless of, you know, win or loss. And like, they've been, you know, playing great games. Um, I yeah. think the, I think the one time. Uh, that they've kind of guess necessarily been overpowered by a team like that is maybe like the Dodgers and the Yankees, but that's understandably so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've just been able to you know compete and kind of like hold their own against those teams because it's I guess it's the best you can do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and um, as we talked about before, is just the fact that you know they've played the Cardinals and Brewers as well. Um, so I think it says I think it says a lot. Um, in that uh, in that series, uh, Christopher Morel. I mean, he's back, man. I mean, yeah. he went from you know uh, that 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 crazy uh, franchise record of on base uh, of getting on base to start his career. Um, he kind of struggled a little bit, you know, for a couple weeks, but now he has a seven fifty uh, is seven fifty slugging percentage in his last seven games. So he's uh, definitely uh, destroying the ball. This kid around. Uh, Keep yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that, that there's a thing to it. When I watch him play, it's like, how does he fit in to the future of the Cubs? And I think it's I think it's really cool. Like just thinking about what he can do and his versatility too. just the fact that he plays everywhere. I mean, he was playing second base, I think, yesterday. So, like, yeah. it's cool to see um, that type of player kind of like play himself into this. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't expect him to be like this, you know, this good. And he just come in and fit well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the. Cubs also ended, yeah, they ended up winning uh in game two. Uh Alec Mills uh left with an injury. Um, but Mark Leiter was able to uh, you know, get in there five uh he pitched five innings of one run ball, um, and the Cubs win three to one. They ended up losing the finale though. Uh in uh uh 
And but that again, it was good good to see them, you know, get a get a series win against a team like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, one thing too, I wanted to touch on was uh, I saw a tweet by uh, Michael Sarami. Um, he ended up uh, saying that uh, the Cubs have three of the top thirty three position players in MLB uh, by WAR. Ian Happ at two point three, Nico Horner at two at two point three, uh, Wilson Contreras at two point nine. Um, so I think that's pretty badass. I mean, to have yeah, those, absolutely. you know, to have a team. The Cubs have not had a good year whatsoever, but to have you know right. players like that, um, I think one of the more encouraging ones has been Nico Horner, man. Because I mean, it's like, oh my you know, gosh, yeah. Because in the in the past, you know, a few weeks, I mean, he's he has been on a roll, and I think he's starting to like. That's the thing when he plays, you know, the 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 all of the result, all of the results haven't been there, but yeah. the peripherals, the the war, the I mean, he is an elite glove. And the fact that he doesn't strike out also, he's able, you know, to have a good uh, expected batting average. So it's like, what do you think he brings to the table overall um, that just makes the Cubs a better team? And and, and not only that, but what he, he will contribute to the future. He's just going to get more mature as he, as he, as he, you know, establishes himself more in the MLB, more as a, as a Cubs player. I think, I think that that's a shortstop. That's the guy who goes going forward. He's proven it. Um, Defensively, he's he's incredible. Offensively, he has exceeded everyone's expectations, and he's a very he's a very bright bright player. He's a very bright person. Um, dude also went to Stanford, so I think he, I think he's a very I think I think he has a good head on his shoulders, and you know, kind of with his knowledge of the game and how young he is. Also, it's nothing but up from here. So so you know, I, I've always liked him as shortstop. I've always liked him as a starting shortstop. I know. People have always kind of said, you know, he has to prove himself a little bit more and all that, and all this other stuff. Nah, it's, it, 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 that that's my starting shortstop now for the Cubs, and there's there's no there's no question for it. There's, 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 there should be no one else competing for that position. Um, that's one of the young pieces that you build around. Keep him right where he is. Yeah, I think it says a lot. I think like the other day too, the fact that. Um, he, I think he came into the game late or something like that. It was a sub. And uh, he he went to shortstop, and and Drelton Simmons went to second. So I think I think that yeah. really says a lot. Uh, yep. Got a lot of respect there from David Ross because obviously yep. Simmons is like one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, defensive player of the generation. Yeah, exactly. Um, is uh, so you know that's definitely good to see. So yeah, th- then they uh, started a series against the Brewers on Monday, July fourth, um, and they were uh, were not able to win that game, uh, but they were. Um, Going, they were down two to one in the ninth inning. Uh, Seiya Suzuki, uh, or excuse me, they were it was tied one one. Seiya Suzuki ended up hitting a go ahead inside the park home run off of Josh Hader, um, which was awesome to see. What, what, what do you see? What did you see from that play? And just how good is it to see Seiya Suzuki back on the field for the Cubs? It's awesome. It's awesome. This is the, the, the hustle. He didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't hit the ball and he didn't like. Jaw got the box. He, he he hit it and he took off. And when you do that, you're you're putting pressure on on the fielders because they see you running like that. They're like, oh crap, we got to get the ball. And this guy is moving right now. So that is that that's why it's so important to always run hard because you don't know what's going to happen. So I think that is I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Uh, my coach was at the game yesterday, and you know he he was talking about it as well. Um, so it's just it's just cool. It's a, it's a cool baseball moment. That's a fun baseball moment. It, it, it'd be awesome if like more players were hustling like that. But I know it is a very long season. So to 
always ask that of players. It is a bit much, but it would be nice to see it a little bit more. Um, so it should, that's just a great baseball moment. I, I hope I hope so many kids were were watching that. Just 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 hustle out the box, and you, you never know what's going to happen. It, it was just awesome. It was awesome. It's so great to have him back. Um, you know, I want him to stay healthy the rest of the year. And there's a lot of good going for the Cubs offensively, in my opinion. I think we're still a very talented offensive team. When I look at players like Hap, when I look at players like Wisdom, um, uh, oh my gosh, Morel, Contreras. There's so many different players that I could point to in this lineup still and be like, you know what? I think we're pretty solid offensively. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they, they continue to, to build off of, off of, you know, the offensive success they've had, even though they did drop one the other day. Um, keep playing, keep playing boys. And, you know, that, that's, that's all you can do now. That's all you can do is just, just, just play out, just play the rest of the season. Don't worry about anything with the, the standings or, or the trade deadline. Don't worry about any of that. Just play. Yeah. And like the, the, with the Cubs and it's of how, you know, rough their season's been, to have a guy like Suzuki back is just another like element of excitement there. I mean, it's it, you need any out, you need every ounce of it, um, and especially because of the fact that like you know I'm sure plenty of players will be gone at the deadline. Um, to have a guy hit like him back is just more of a reason to watch these games. It's more of the reasons to be excited uh, for the future. Um, and yeah, those guys have like been a huge plus because. You didn't like I said before. You didn't expect Morel to be like you know this this good. You didn't. I mean Nelson Velasquez too has also been pretty good to you know pretty uh, impressive to watch. I mean that his first home run in Milwaukee. Um, these guys under the radar. I mean you know Steele Thompson. You know these guys are kind of like uh, making a name for themselves on the team and kind of like you know uh, letting letting the organization know that you know there's more than you know Brendan Davis is in there and and uh, and Pete Crow Armstrongs. You know there's uh, other guys that are be well, it'll be part of that next, you know, great Cubs team. So hopefully these guys keep it going. They have two more against the Brewers, and then a four-game series at the Dodgers, which you know I'm excited for because hey, anytime you get to play against uh, one of the best teams in baseball, like I said before, it's good to see the Cubs play competitive, uh, competitive games against those teams. So hopefully they're able to come out on top. Uh, we'll move on to. Uh, Another uh, we'll wrap up, I should say, with an MLB topic or rest of the league topic. Now, Rob Manfred, of course, was in a um, in a uh, was in the headlines uh, as he was, you know, they, he was interviewed and they talked a lot about his opinion on baseball, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But the main thing that uh, I want to touch on is the MLB robo umps, and that he said that maybe by 2024, as soon as 2024, we'll be able to get it. Now, uh, Miles, you've said this multiple times you've expressed your your uh distaste for umpires but I'll, I'll give you the stage again i mean what i mean if i think this is a win for you but like what do you think about this in general like well like what what what's a robo umps like what will that do for the game and how do you think they'll implement it because i don't think i don't know like that's the thing i want to know is like he said in he said in some form it'll be implemented in some form so it doesn't sound like they'll eliminate um, like human umpires. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you think about it and how do you think it'll be implemented? I think, um, so I've always, I've always had respect for umpires. I think over the past few seasons, I think there have been some very egregious calls with nothing being done about it. And it's frustrating to me as a fan, as a player and as a player to watch. Um, I, 
you know, it's it's it, I, I won't I won't point to to just the umpires. It has to be on on the union as well for them to kind of hold these guys more accountable for not doing their job well, um, and then not 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 allowing players to express certain frustration or, or managers to express certain frustrations. This is something that I think would be helpful. Now, how they're going to do it, I, I, I have no idea. I don't think, I don't think eliminating the, the umpires out of the game fully is good. I think it's good to still have the umpires in the game and have some sort of human element. Now, now when it, when it call, comes to maybe pitches that were, that were wrong, that, that, were, that were called the wrong way, Maybe there could be some sort of correction there. It doesn't have to be like a full review. It, it does not. It could be some sort of, hey, can we have this looked at for like, like a couple of seconds because we think you got that call wrong. And then they look at some sort of monitor. That ball was actually a strike. Okay, cool. Move on. It doesn't have to be some drawn out review where they announce it to the crowd. They, they don't need to do that, especially if we're trying to speed up the pace of the game. There's many different ways that they're, that they're going to still, you know, have the human element of the umpires in the game. You know, it, I, I don't, I, I'm not against some sort of, some sort of help that these umpires need because clearly, clearly they cannot do their job very well sometimes. Not all of them. This is not every single umpire, but there's a few umpires that we all know pretty well that are not good at what they do. And it's not their fault. They're not being, they're not being held accountable for it. They, they can kind of go out there and, and perform at like a 60%, you know, level and still get paid the next day and do it not only for one season, but they'll be able to do it for like a decade of, of, of their job or more. There has to be some sort of, some sort of, you know, implementation of, of help that these umpires need because clearly they don't care. They don't care. They, 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 some of these umpires continue to be bad. Uh, and, and it's kind of unfair, not kind of, it is very unfair to the players who are going out there and they are held accountable for whether they perform well or not. These umpires, they could be terrible for a season. If a player is bad, he gets down he gets released from a team it's different there's the, 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 the it, these are people that some sort of implementation that helps that you know we'll we'll see what happens all right so yeah the the i mean yeah i 100 percent agree i mean the the umpires i mean they're just not held accountable enough and and a lot of them just kind of you know go off on these players too and, and not only that but i don't know if you heard but um will Will Middlebrooks has a podcast and he went off on the umpires and he like, I think it was Laz Diaz who I don't, I'm not sure. Is, is he still in the league? Let's see. I think he, he might still be in the league. I think, I think he is, right? Yeah. Right. I yeah. Think, I feel like I saw him the other day actually. Uh-huh. And he, and he, he uh, replied to Will Middlebrooks, Will Middlebrooks comp, like a uh, clip of him talking about umpires and dude, he went off on Will Middlebrooks, like roasting him, like saying like, yo, like it's not our fault that, you know, you, you know, you weren't at that, like that good or blah, blah, this. And like blaming us for, for your like underachievement and stuff. It's, it was, it was pretty bad. And uh, I think regardless of what Will Middlebrooks said, I think that was so like, that like kind of shows some of the umpires true colors right there, man. Like the fact that like, 
they have the the nerve to like go out there and roast players online like this doesn't make any sense like they're oh, supposed the to audacity. be yeah they're supposed to be above that you know what Last i mean like, has some pretty ugly moments too yeah you know? yeah yeah so so that was I mean, that was i mean i don't know i mean the players the players have every right to judge the the umpires because it's their job to get every it right, right. Yeah, yeah 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 and for an umpire to judge like a player's skills i think is just unfair like to just, you know what i mean and like oh. not only that but will middlebrooks like just ended up like replying like not even not even like in a bad way either he was kind of like saying like oh like you know i had a bunch of injuries like i'm not nowhere am i gonna blame anyone for you know my, my misfortune of like what happened so yeah but it that was exactly job. like it was yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. it could have gotten even worse so um yeah. but yeah that just it, that just i mean that made me even more happy that we're getting like any some kind of robo ump implementation because it's uh it needs to be done man i mean it's the accountability yeah, yeah, it, has the, to be. it has to be yeah and for the for the sake of the game, you, you hate for for a postseason game to be determined by a really really bad call. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be something really really fascinating to watch. Some, uh, um, and hopefully Manfred is able to do something right in that in that in that um aspect, right? Because uh, he can only you know go up from here. All right, so uh, I think that'll do it for uh, episode 14 of the At-Bat Baseball podcast presented by War Media. Uh, we uh, wish everyone a uh, happy 4th of July for the rest of the week. Enjoy stay your week. Stay yeah, safe. Stay safe, please. of course. And uh, for Sal Rodriguez, I, that's Miles Porter. Uh, we'll see you next week.